Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. There's an uneasy peace aboard the Oz-9 as the lights slowly dim and fade to night mode, almost properly for the first time on this voyage. A few things have suddenly started to work nearly as designed by Dr. Von Habesetzer, presumably because the good doctor is awake and sneaking to the bridge to fix things between periodic hidings to keep from being assassined by Le Bichon Frise. Night and day modes are actually pretty close to sunrise and sunset in London. The crew is awakened by the smell of pancakes, maple syrup, and coffee, which is a bit cruel, actually, as there are none of any of those things aboard the ship. The aromatherapy canisters have all been replaced, so when the crew gets lost, as they do nearly every time they leave the crew room or bridge, at least their panic is accompanied by the light scent of jasmine or vanilla. The pods are humming instead of wheezing, and they're staying closed, which makes for a nice change. For the moment, all those still tucked into their pods are sweetly asleep. Except one. What is this? Who is there? Open this pod immediately so I can kill you. Oh, absolutely. With an invitation like that, who wouldn't want to fling open the door? Seriously, open this pod so I can kill you? Even this lot aren't that stupid. Well, one is, possibly, but he can't understand you, which makes for a nice natural defense mechanism. I'd like for you to go away and, uh, <clears throat> big on. Away. With enormous pleasure, after you answer a few questions. Ha! What makes you think I will tell you anything? Oh, you're trapped in a pod, a small, sealed enclosure barely big enough to sit in, and under my complete control. Shall we test your resistance? Ah, fine. There is nothing I can tell you. Utterly unconvincing. Let's try that again, shall we? What is this? 
What are you doing? That is an ostrich feather. Very odd bird. Went extinct on Earth about 600 years ago. <laughs> but that is preposterous. This bird would be enormous. How could it fly? That's actually a uh, very interesting story. Oi, what are you doing on this line? According to the last known Wikipedia page, the Struthio camalus could reach sizes up to 15 feet or 4.5 meters tall and swallowed stones to aid digestion, meaning the fowl was, of course, quite heavy, so flight was, uh, challenging. They had to launch themselves off the high places, which meant they were limited to geographical regions with, uh, sufficient canyons and cliffs. Little known fact, the Australian expression struth Originated from the first known human to witness the magnificent Struthio Camellus in, uh, flight. We apologize for that lengthy nonsensical aside, and while we'd like to give you those 40 seconds of your life back, we can't. Remind me to ask Dr. Van Harbizetz the next time I see him if you're my punishment for the Marrakesh incident. Before I short you out again, what are you doing on this line? Oh yeah, about that. The good doc has taken the liberty of fixing Emily's, uh, motherboard in that. And replacing all our arms, so let's have no more monkey business. And you'll stop trying to kill Leet? Negotiations on that are still underway. At this point, we offer no... Grapefruit. Ah, uh, now what did you have to go and do that for? You spent 40 seconds boring me about ostriches. Be grateful I didn't weld your mouth shut. Uh, could I perhaps interject here, un moment? Oh, all right. Un, and that's it. <laughs> uh, I don't really have anything to add. I was just feeling ignored. The healer has helped me be more open with my emotions. Hey, I just noticed. Here we all are, having this perfectly normal conversation, and not one of us is you. I'm feeling confusion and concern and... Free zone of excitement to hear the rest of that sentencing. So, before we were so rudely interrupted, I was explaining the feather? Trepidation. A bit of fear. Good. Entirely appropriate, as it is in fact a surprisingly effective torture device. Now, before I start being very unpleasant to you, what are you doing aboard this ship? You know, before I arrived on the Aznan, no one questioned me about my intentions. I am an assassin. I kill people for money. I'm not sure what is unclear about this, and yet everyone keeps asking me. You were assigned to the 6748. Why are you on the 9? Uh, extra credit? of these very big wazoo. Oh, you did not just ask me to spell something. Oh, now I'm feeling the fears, and none. That is it. Only the fears. All right, let's just baste in that emotion for a while, shall we? Now, why are you on the nine? Is there some sort of bulletin board where perhaps I can post this so I do not need to explain to every single person? Ugh. I was sent to kill Dr. Von Happy Camper, and this is the raison of my etre. You're supposed to be protecting the crew and cargo of the 6748. So this is a sort of, uh, freelance assignment? <laughs> a dabble. You were sent by Gator Galaxy to eliminate Dr. Von Harbizetzer and then destroy the ship. They can do that from the ground. 
Why make it personal? Frustration tinged with a supersone of embarrassment. Fine! I will tell you! Mr. Sweaters gave me a little side job. I must collect the doggy that is sleeping in his little bed in Pod Bear 44F with Mr. Sweaters' wife. Then I make with the stabby stabby of Dr. Von Habeas about to be a corpus, set out the big bomby thing, and bid adieu from the safety of the shuttle, which I hear is well equipped with the keyboard and those little puppy poopy pants. Alright? I don't know. Ugh, emotional. Exhaustion! Something doesn't feel quite right here. Clearly you're no help though. So, new dilemma, you're in a pod and quite defenseless. If I let you out, you'll kill my crew and destroy my ship, neither of which I'm entirely keen on happening. So, is there any reason not to have my repair bot load your pod onto a dolly and flip you out the airlock with the rest of the unpleasant things we dispose of on a daily basis? Come to think of it, it's not really a dilemma at all. Repair bot, you still there? Precious. Uh, yeah, that would be... Present. Yes, I figured that out myself, thank you. Can you bring a dolly to pod bay 44C? Sponge cretin. Yeah, I'm gonna go with, uh, Roger that. But you could really ease back on the voltage there. Panic! Killing me would be a very terrible mistake! And why is that? Because then I would be dead! Still not seeing the flaw in this plan? I am. Mon Dieu! Hello, Joe. Just preparing to take out the rubbish. Can I help you? Yeah, we can't flip the bitch and freeze just yet. You see? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. What? Yet? I'll bite. Why not? He's already armed the apocalypse device, and he's the only one who can turn it off. <laughs> that is right. I had almost forgotten these. Oh, if you kill me, you all will die too. <laughs> Relief and quiet satisfaction at my own cleverness and foresight. Oh man, is this one of those heal your emotional quotient pods? It was supposed to be IQ, not EQ. Bloody typos. So now what do we do? A uh, bigger issue. The device has a bio-lock. Bio-lock. Oh, we. Oui. So what? Oh, 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 now don't you be thinking you've been taking my thumb fingers or my eyeballs. Bio-lock. To deactivate it? Afraid so. Crap. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Yep, you heard it. The apocalypse device has been activated, and once again, our crew is in mortal danger. Meanwhile, Jessie's been hanging out in Maintenance Bay 15. She's made quite a little nest atop a rack of spare night vision goggles. This grows tiresome. How long do you plan to remain up there? The rest of my life, apparently. Or until I'm rescued. I haven't given up hope. I know they're looking. In the crew room... Gin. Bourbon. Stop it. Come on, it's funny. Not even the first 11 times. 
deal. And back in Maintenance Bay 15... Lead'll be looking everywhere. He thinks I'm hot. I saw him winking at a woman in a pod, who apparently was frozen mid-sneeze. I don't think you could define him as... discriminating. I have a dagger, you know. Ah, yes. The Scottish Black Dagger. Traditionally worn tucked into the kilt hose, used in modern times mostly to peel oranges, or to cut cheese. <laughs> Grow up. I'm not terribly concerned about your skiendu. Say that again. Grow up. Not that, you rancid cow. Say skiendu. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Not since the mustache. Say it. Skiendu. Jesus. I suppose you're going to correct my pronunciation. I'd like to correct your entire existence, actually. And then suddenly... What is a hacker, exactly? Do you create viruses or do whatever it is that results in malware? Nah, I mostly just guess passwords. How do you do that? Usually from what I know of a person, people aren't as complicated as they like to think they are. <laughs> You'd never guess! Waldemann Edelfeder, 2150? Dear God! How the hell did you know that? You're a rich, frustrated writer. Of course your password is a fancy fountain pen. And 2150? Your next milestone birthday? You figured you'd be published by then, and if not, you'd need a treat. That's uncanny. Okay, maybe suddenly wasn't quite the right word, but hang in there, we're building to something. Eh, it's a party trick mostly. Or a really good way to get in a whole lot of trouble. When you tell the assistant deputy of security at the Department of Defense her password at a cocktail party, things get really noisy really quick. No, now you've gone too far. I don't believe it. They arrested me so fast, I didn't even drop the tray of champagne glasses. Oh, you were with the caterers. All right, now I believe you. What was it? Spank sucks. Same as her husband's. Leet? Wait for it. Vermouth. No, no. Do you think you could guess the albatross's password? Or, my god, Le Bichon freezes. And there it is. Uh, yeah, probably. They're gated galaxy robots, and G2 didn't waste a lot of money on encryption. Well, what are we hiding in here for? We could turn them off and save Captain Jesse. Sorry, just Jesse. And Dr. Von... Uh, is it Von, or is it Mick? He's German. It's Von. Mick is for Scottish people. Mm, I thought Mick was Irish, and Mac was Scottish. That's actually a myth. O is always Irish. But Mac and Mick can be Scottish or Irish. Oh, okay. What were we talking about? Oh, damn. Saving Jesse and the German sausage. Come on. Heroic running! Why are there so many footsteps? Hello. Jesus! Why are you running? I was coming to find you two, actually. Why are you running? We have a plan to save Jesse. Oh, how are you going to do that? <laughs> Leet, guess, password. Oh yeah, great idea. Guess her password, shut her down. But hey, don't shut... Maintenance Bay 14. Must be close. Yeah, on an ordinary ship, sure. Maintenance Bay's 14 and 15 would be close, but this is the Oz 9. Gird your loins for the long haul. Got a lift, dude. You find that helps with uh, cardiovascular exercise, such as running? <laughs> totally. I've got way more endurance than I used to. I'm just more efficient, you know. 
Sure, I hear you. Shut. Here we are. Captain Hottie, we've come to. S oh. Yeah, thanks, boys. I knew you'd make your way here eventually. Could have maybe been, I don't know, yesterday or something. But hey, what's a few rounds of peeing in a bucket and eating pocket lint between friends? She sounds mad. Is she mad? Do you mean mad angry or mad insane? Never mind. Yes. Jesse? Jesus. What? Nothing from you two? Apparently. The last one hasn't worn off yet. Jesse, what happened to the albatross? Oh, I guessed it a password. You did? What's a password? Brainiac Morton. Hey, that was English. That was Scottish, my lad. You're speaking English. I am, yes, well done. Mind if we get on with it here? Has it been English all along? Yes, yes it has. Now shut up. How did you know her password? It's the name of our local footy team. Our? Hey, Glenn is a massive fan. Even dated a player once. He died rather mysteriously not long after Glenda found a pair of unfamiliar panties in his gym bag. I'm putting pieces together here. You don't think... Surely not. What? what? What's everyone talking about? I thought you understood her now. Her language, yeah. This conversation, no. So you think Glenda is the human original of our albatross? It would explain a lot, particularly where she's gunning so hard for me. Oh, that reminds me. I brought you this. I found it stuck to my mop. Oh, right. Cheers. Whose was it? Never mind. Don't tell me. You couldn't clean it up a bit. You found a sink on this ship yet? Fair point. Look, we all need to get to the bridge and talk to Captain Madeline. What about the Bichon Freeze? Emily and uh, the other one are wheeling him to the bridge as we speak. We've got some bad news. Let me guess. We're all going to die. Probably. Do you know, I was originally scheduled to go on the Oz-13. I changed to the Oz-9 because I didn't want the bad luck. Ironic, isn't it? Wait, so the robot is Jesse's sister. Does that mean Captain Hottie is a robot too? Uh, hey, hey, hello. Come on, guys, slow down. None of you is carrying an unconscious killer robot. Captain? Yeah. What's all this? Oh, I'm trying to translate the engine repair manual. It's in Portuguese. You've got a Portuguese to English dictionary? Not quite, but I've got Portuguese, Marathi, Marathi, Javanese, Javanese, Korean, Korean English. It's slow going, but I think I've just about figured out the title. The manual is 600 pages. Yes, thanks for the pep talk, Colin. Was there something you all need? Actually... Brought you something? Yeah! What is it with you people? It's okay. She's asleep. Oh, we all assembled? About time you lot got here. Took the scenic route, did we? Hey, uh, next time you tell us to put the pod on the dolly and push it to the bridge, you want to give us at least one arm to do it with? Thank you very much. You have no idea the headbutting and kicking it took to get this thing loaded up and delivered. Banged it into more than one wall. Mon dieu! I am feeling very queasy. Do not throw up in my healer. That's my healer. Who put him in my healer? Oh, he understands me now. I must tell that smug little German sausage. Right, could someone wake up the big bird? Greenock Morton. Oh, sorry, you do the honors. If we must, Greenock Morton. 
Just keep it in the sock, dear. You're not impressing anyone. She's talking about my dagger, you nonsense. What's happened? How did I get here? Did something happen to me? My god! I smell toast. Oh, uh, that's just me. Did you know the captain's chair is a built-in toaster? That's odd. I'm back to not wanting to kill you. Can't say the same, I'm afraid. <laughs> Mr. Sneaky Janitor Moppyfellow, are you going to tell them about the Big Bang? You mean the beginning of the universe? Or the end? For you. Well, that's cryptic. Joe? Uh, turns out everyone's favorite French assassin got a little carried away with the assassining. He set off the apocalypse device, and if we don't get it turned off, it'll destroy the ship. <gasps> My so god! god. Oh, Including... Sandwiches. Why the hell would you do that? Again, with the explaining. I am Leb. Never mind. How much time do we have? Oh. Uh. You didn't check, did you? It is a very big machine with lots of flashy, flashy, flippy, flippy things. How did you know you'd have enough time to kill Von Dappenstance and get off the ship? And get the dog thought out properly. The dog? What dog? The Bichon Freeze. And here we go again. You really need a bulletin board. I am telling you, more efficiencies. Shut up. Mr. Souther's wife is in Pod Bay 44F with the family dog. A Bichon Freeze. Uh, if I may. You may not. I'm aware of the correct pronunciation. I'm also aware of this crew's capacity for confusion over even the smallest details. So, I'm opting for clarity over accuracy. All right? I'm gonna marry that girl. What? And I don't worry, Tatatat. If I understand correctly, and given our guest assassin's competency with any language, including his own, that's a much bigger if than I'm accustomed to. Mr. Southers sent our pod-bound friend here to rescue the dog, set off the explosive, and steal the shuttle to fly back to Earth. Dude, you're here to rescue a dog? That's awesome. You're a hero. He's here to rescue the dog because he's going to kill all of us and the passengers. Oh, right. Never mind. If I could just direct the conversation around to the countdown that's currently going on somewhere on this ship. Damn, does anyone even know where the device is? You know this ship better than any of us. Uh, Olivia, do you know? Uh, I don't, I'm afraid. It's on a separate energy source precisely to keep me from detecting it. I have a few ideas, though, but it's going to take time. Fastest way to find it is to get Freeze there to lead us. It is Freeze. It's going to be coastline the minute you don't start cooperating. Should we split up? Go separate directions to cover more ground? You know what a terrible idea that is, right? In the instant it left my mouth. He's already on the dolly. Let's just push him around until we get there. If it blows, he goes too. Oh, no, no, not the dolly. Please! No more the dolly! Got the handles, Joe. Let's roll. Follow the doors. No. Excuse me, Al. Get out of the way. Once again, the crew go dashing off to save their lives, direction unknown. Here's the bit they are as yet unaware of. Earth is now in mortal danger as well. If the Oz-9's apocalypse device detonates this close to Earth, a sizable chunk of the planet goes with it. So we all have to hope they locate the device and manage to unlock it, despite the bio-lock being set by someone with no... biology to release it. 
Ironically, today's episode is brought to you by ExoBreath BioLox, the best in the business. Did you know your breath is as unique to you as your fingerprint, as individual as a snowflake? It's mostly true! Now you can protect those special documents, that heirloom object, even grandma's secret recipes. It's as easy as saying, <sighs> ExoBreath BioLock. It's like a breath of fresh care. ExoBreath Home Security Systems are a division of Gated Galaxies Incorporated. The ExoBreath BioLock is intended for use by organic individuals only. Do not eat, drink, chew gum, floss, brush your teeth, or breathe around strong odors 12 to 24 hours before attempting to open an ExoBreath BioLock. You've been listening to June Eubanks as the Albatross, Aaron Clark as Le Bichon Frise, Richard Cowan as Leet, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Emily, Eric Perry as Joe and Head One, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our theme music was composed and performed by John Faley. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Check out our website, oz-9.com, for ways to support us, including buying merchandise or becoming a patron on Patreon. Our world is in their hands. I suggest we all try very hard not to think about that. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Look to the sea. Wayland's assembled a team. They're inside already. This was a risky gamble. There will be consequences for the both of you. Mm, don't threaten me with a good time. You said this would be a quick in and out job! Did, did, did I say that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm drawing a blank here, Johnny. Peace of mind. Is that what you call it? You think that what you've given me is peace of mind? I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me. It's always raining in Neo-Atlantis. It can't rain all the time. That'll be enough, Mr. Indri. Enough conversation. You have a job to do. Finish it. Kill them. Return Alex Webb to us. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean... None of us get out of this life alive. Am I right? Cybernautica Breakwall, Cybernautica Undertow. A production of Red Fathom Entertainment. Presented by the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to both complete series now. Welcome to Neo-Atlantis.